Hey, Nolan, how you doing? I'm good. So that's rolling now? Yeah. Good. All right. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the Storyteller Podcast. Um, Today we're talking with Nolan Bryan and Melissa, what was your last name again? McMillan. 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 Pronounce that right? McMillan? Okay. That's. I've got a long last name, too, so I'm always, like, really careful to get last names right. (laughs) Um, So both Melissa and Nolan are members of Max Jury's band, and they played at um, Hinterland, and we we caught them at Hinterland. So we're going to kind of chat a little bit today about their time with Max, their music, um, music interests, and Hinterland. So kind of we'll start with you. Nolan, um, do you kind of want to talk a little bit about how you got hooked up with Max and how you got the gig playing at Hinterland? Uh, sure. Max and I were actually roommates uh, in college at Berkeley in Boston, and um, we kind of just hit it off, and we're good friends, and have just been kind of, uh, we kept in touch, and um, just started playing together probably like four years ago. We didn't really play together in college, but uh, about a year after, um, he started getting some more gigs and giving me some calls. So it's been good. Okay, that's cool. Melissa, how did you get hooked up with this gig? So I met Max through um, a friend, a guitar player friend named Brad Williams, who knows... I guess heard of Max through uh, another piano player named Chris Bowers. Um, and I've never met Chris, but I know that, that him and Max are are tight. So that's kind of how I got hooked up with it. I did a recording session with him in New York, um, I think for Vivo, and we recorded his song Grace in sort of like this live open, um, like loft penthouse space, basically. It was really oh, cool. Oh, cool. So that's how I got hooked up with that. Yeah. That sounds super rad. Well, cool. You guys both played such good sets. I mean, even, like, individually, collectively, obviously, it sounded really good, but we were so impressed um, with just some of your music musical talents. So, obviously, Melissa, you kind of were singing backup, and Nolan, you were on guitar. Do either of you play other instruments? Um, I play... Oh, sure. Yeah, I play a little bit of piano, but mainly just for, for writing purposes and rehearsing and things like that. Okay. I try not to play piano in public. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was interesting how uh, you guys were on opposite ends of opposite coasts. That Max kind of got his band oh, yeah. from all over. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any favorite spots yeah. in Brooklyn? Oh, hold on. Uh, Nolan, what, what other instruments do you play? Oh, um, I play a little bit of mandolin Ooh. Uh, a little bass um, some a little bit of drums I'm not great but a uh, little bit all over the place cool I'm not great at piano I mean I can like I can build some chords eventually but it takes me a while <laughs> <laughs> okay okay cool um so it looks like Melissa you're based in Brooklyn um mm-hmm. So do you, are you pretty involved in the music scene there? What does that kind of look like for you? Um, yeah, I would say I'm, I'm fairly involved. Um, it's a pretty small kind of community that I run with, actually, even though obviously New York is like a huge city. But, right. you know, the, the scenes kind of 
our self-contained, like the jazz scene and the singer-songwriter scene and the musical theater scene. Um, so it's great. I mean, my days are pretty, um, they're pretty different every day, you know, like sometimes I'll be playing a wedding gig, other times I'll be doing a recording session or rehearsals for different gigs. Um, so I kind of just do a little bit of everything, you know, a lot of different freelance work. Um, and then obviously I have my own band, um, and I write for that and, and that's kind of it. I mean, everything is, yeah, it's like different day to day, really. So do you find that being in a city where there are so many people doing kind of things similar to what you guys are doing, does that make it harder or easier to get gigs? Uh, Nolan, you want to take that one? Oh, sure. Um, I guess it kind of depends. Um, you know, if you kind of build a community, then it's like, you know, you're supporting each other rather than competing against mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. Um you know, people can like if you can't make a gig, then you can be like, "Oh, well, I know this guy. Um, he's great, nice guy, um, and he can fill in, totally do the job." But if you're kind of like, I don't know, you know, just competing, then nobody really wants to hang out with you in general. Right. And they're not gonna right. be like, they're not gonna be like, "Hey, this guy's great." They're gonna be like, "I'm not even gonna mention this dude because right. he's kind of a jerk." Right. Um, right. So I think it kind of depends on your mindset and uh, the people you hang out with. Nolan, you're based in L.A.? Yes. What do you kind of feel like um, is your niche there? Where do you kind of find yourself in that music scene? Well, I had been uh, doing, like, the live scene for, like, well, I guess, like, two years. Um, this last year, I've been kind of taking a little break from that and doing some more writing and um, kind of just just doing some newer material, different material than what I was doing before. Um, different from strong. the stuff on your band camp? Is what you're yeah, probably. Because um, I, was, I was in this band, Albert, and we still kind of take some gigs, but it's, a, it's tough to, it's a big band, probably like seven people. It's mm -hmm. hard to take gigs out here like at, I don't know, the Mint or like Hotel Cafe and get enough people out to where everybody's getting paid. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so it can be tough sometimes to, to take those gigs. You end up coming out of pocket a little bit, um, but sometimes it's worth it and it's usually a good time, but I've just been kind of, as of now, you know, paying some rent and... <laughs> Feel <afterwards>. that. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, what's this band you're talking band about? about but... Sorry. Um, what's this band you're talking about? The seven-person band. Oh yeah, that was uh, this band called Albert. Oh, Albert. Okay. Yeah. And that's more of like you said, like a live band. Yeah, it was kind. Of, it's kind of like uh, '60s rock, um, with some roots and Americana. Hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about um, music influences and kind of what what you guys think inspires your music or influences your music. Um, mm -hmm. Melissa, we'll start start with you. Uh, what what kind of has been your journey in music, and what would you say inspires you? What or who inspires your music? Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, I basically have been singing my whole life since I was a kid. Um, just something that I kind of gravitated towards. 
I don't really remember like a specific moment that was like, this is what I want to do. And like this voice really inspired me. It was just kind of something that happened organically, I guess, when I was a kid. Um, some of my biggest influences now are more like on the jazz side, I guess I would say. Um, I didn't really get into jazz until I was about 18 though. And when I went to college, so, Mm. um, I did a lot of catching up, listening to people like Ella and Billy, and just mm. like you know all the all the big names. Right. But, uh, I mean, you know, on the radio were like some of my earliest and, and probably biggest influences, like Mariah Carey and and all the all those pop singers. You know, Whitney. That was obviously a big part of what I just grew up hearing. So. Yeah. I can definitely kind of, hear that. Hear that influence. Yeah, when we um, when we heard you at Hinterland, that was something that I immediately kind of pointed out. I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" Like she, like acts like I mean the way that you the way that your stage presence is, it's just like it looks like you're just breathing. But the music that comes out of you is just like so. Um, I can definitely hear some of those influences in your in your voice and in your style. Oh, but you. it's so it's still so unique, um, which is nice. So very yeah, good. Uh, and you you seem very comfortable too like you can tell I think that's something interesting with your voice compared to other instruments is you have it with you the longest so you can tell that it's just something that yeah. you used <laughs> and you know yeah right kind of worked out how to use yeah and know that you know know well which is good that's a good thing <laughs> good skill to have uh, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> Nolan what would you say kind of inspires you or you know has kind of brought you to where you are Oh, okay. Well, um, from a guitar standpoint, I mean, Jimmy Page was my first one. He was my first guy that I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Um, and kind of got me, um, start busting my ass a little bit to start learning and, and trying new things. Um, and then there was Eric Clapton mm. and, um, uh, Dwayne Allman is a big one. Um, all the blues guys, all the kings. Um, I was kind of I was in a blues band for a while called Rusty De La Croix. The, what was that <laughs> called? Rusty De La Croix. Oh, lovely. And uh, yeah, <laughs> his alter his alter ego was Krusty De La Croix. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to run into Krusty uh, De La Croix. <laughs> dive bar gigs there and that was really good learning experience and, yeah. uh, you know just um, worked on my chops there but uh, these days I'm more kind of like in the more just in like songwriting and composition and so um, the two that are really big for me right now are T-Bone Burnett and Blake Mills I think a lot of things that those guys touch is kind of just uh, just turns to magic um, I'm really inspired by those two. It's kind of like producers and composers and uh, instrumentalists as well. Yeah, that's an interesting shift from the the previous influences you mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was more guitar based. You know, I was a, I was a, started off as a guitarist, I'd say, and I've kind of um, I guess evolved or morphed into a of a songwriter kind of person who's interested in playing parts and coming up with um, 
pieces rather than improvising. I still love to improvise, and that's why I like playing with Max because I kind of get to stretch that aspect out a little bit of just like improvising, you know, like some 60s rock solos. But, uh, you know, I, I also am inspired by kind of the, the compositions, you know. Yeah, you like to see the big picture of it rather than just developing this one skill yeah. like that's cool but you want to expand yeah. from that point at some yeah, point for sure cool. um well cool so do, are you both on the road a decent amount playing or are you both in your home cities most of the time um uh, right I'm now not, I'm, I'm not on the mostly in New York yeah okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, the the phone uh, the phone thing makes it complicated. Same with me. I'm I'm mostly in LA uh, for the most part, um, and I guess I usually just go on the road with Max for the most part. Um, we've had a couple opportunities uh, in the last year, and it just has been a, a bit too much of a grind to want to take the gig, and um, so I'm mostly based out here. Okay, LA. okay, very cool. So, as we kind of mentioned earlier, you were both at Hinterland um, in St. Charles, Iowa. Do you want to talk a little bit on your experience, your experiences there, either collectively or individually? Just what playing that, that yeah. crowd in that festival is like? Melissa, you, you go for it. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, well, that was one of my first first festivals that I have played, actually, um, and I thought it was really great. It was, you know, an interesting perspective. It's like a different, different world. They treat the musicians really nicely, and you know, <laughs> that's I good. Think that's playing, a definite like, plus. Yeah, like when I go on tour with my band, it's like we're playing some dingy old club, and I'm like doing my makeup in like a dirty bathroom. You know, it's like a totally yeah. different, different vibe. Um, so it's nice. I mean, it it just kind of shows you like. The, the potential of like what what is out there there's a lot of places still you know really taking care of musicians and I think the festival scene is a great example of that um, and it was cool it was kind of like a different world like sort of this folky like country rock uh, world that I, you know I don't really see it all that often so yeah it it's kind nice of different from to, from both um, of your tastes a little bit oh yeah definitely and I totally love and appreciate all that music I just like you know, I'm just not exposed to it all that often, so it was really, really cool to get to, to see that, too, and hear all those great musicians. It's really, really nice. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, for me, for me, uh, my first impression was just uh, the road crew. We got there, and they were, like, so upbeat and so funny, and um, it just makes everything so, it just sets the tone, you know, so we get there and they're all having a good time and we're all kind of joking around I meet some guys and uh, it was just so great they were just they they made us feel comfortable and like it was a light kind of a thing we were walking into so there were no real nerves because of like feeling like an inconvenience or like um, I don't know the, the attitudes were just awesome and I met some guys there was these dudes Andrew Gene I think Ben and uh, Rusty. I met those four cats, 
and I uh, just wanted to give them a shout because they were so cool and uh, they just made everything so great and then the festival itself awesome it was a great lineup I always love uh, J.D. McPherson and his drummer Jason Smay always mm-hmm. kind of really inspires me he's just such a unique drummer um, so I had a great great time uh, playing and then just experiencing it kind of as a fan afterwards yeah yeah we ran into you um in the crowd just kind of watching that's i guess kind of how we ran into you in the first place so yeah so that's um i can imagine that a a festival scene would would definitely be different than um you know just playing gigs at dive bars and stuff um definitely like a different different energy (laughs) speaking of uh melissa i have to ask you something have you ever played or been to gold sounds in brooklyn Gold sounds. Gold sounds. Yeah. I don't think I have. No. Where is that? Um, I don't remember exactly. I just was through there on like a little DIY tour, um, last mm-hmm. last summer. So I was just oh, curious if you've been there. But it was like when you were talking about like doing makeup in like a little like dingy whatever. I just pictured that because this is like the most like punk looking place and like that. Yeah. It was, it was cool, though. It was really cool. And I totally saw what you meant, I think, about... I don't know. I guess you'd imagine it being more connected than it is, but kind of the scene in Brooklyn where it seemed like where we were at, it felt like... I don't know. Like, it was its own little... Like, it seemed like there's more community and more camaraderie than I would expect. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, like, New York City maybe has, like, a bad rap for some reason, I don't know, maybe because it is such a big city or that there are a lot of people here. Um, but I've always found that the community is really, um, really welcoming and really warm and like kind of tight knit. Um, and I guess it just kind of depends on what scene you're in also. And like, you know, how, how good of a musician and how, you know, personable you are. But I've always found that it's been really a nice scene, you know, yeah, you know, LA kind of has that rap too. It kind of has like a. I feel like a lot of people think of it as being very competitive. Do you have any myths to debunk about the LA music scene, Max or Max <laughs> Nolan? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's hard because there's so many artists. I think it's hard to create a scene um, in some ways because. There's so many artists, and they're all so different, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and there's a lot of different so types of art, to too, like, happening at the same time, I would imagine. What's that? There's a lot of different types of art happening at the same time in a place like L.A. Yeah, right. But there are some places where there's, like, kind of a scene, like, there's, a, like, a country outpost at the Echo on Sundays, so they've got, like, a little bit of a country scene. There used to be a great scene at the piano bar, mm. um... It was just kind of like this little divey place, but they hired great musicians and great bands, and um, they just closed it like a year ago, um, so that was kind of a drag. Mm. We used to play there quite a bit. Right. Um, people would, they'd just go there. You wouldn't really have to promote your show, which is always a... That's so nice. A plus, you know, yeah, it's really great. Um, so you kind of meet new people and uh, play to new people. And, um, yeah, I kind of missed that place. That, yeah. was, that was great. Um, 
but yeah, again, I, I guess it kind of depends on who you are with with uh, being competitive. Right. Um, try to you know just stay away from that. I'm not really competing with anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm just you know, writing my music and mm-hmm. trying to get better and uh, stay inspired. That seems like a good and, like um, place to be. Yeah. You know, spiritually, mentally, that com- that competitive yeah. nature can become so toxic, especially in the music industry. Definitely. I mean, that's, I, I got I got into music to get away from competition. I was way into sports. <laughs> that yeah. was kind of the first thing that I saw that was like, whoa, we're all working together to create something right. really cool. That's, uh, you know, I guess a group effort. Right. It makes um, more sense to be partnering than to be competing. Another yeah, thing. I feel you'd be really hard pressed to like find a musician who says like, "Oh yeah, it's super competitive." Right. I mean, you either choose to participate <laughs> in that or you don't. You right. know, like yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Makes uh, sense. You don't. There is no competition in it unless you are creating that yourself. You know. Right. 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 Yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> it's not really something you can ask about, I guess, because I would totally know. You know, there are people who would have who wouldn't come out and say that, but there is, you do encounter those attitudes, but that's always something I've been kind of curious about on the coast, because I just wondered if it was kind of what it was like compared to Minneapolis, because in Minneapolis, it's very much kind of how you guys described, mm-hmm. that if, you know, if you're cool and people like working with you, then it's a pretty grounded scene. You again. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like there's like a lot of misconceptions, I mean, the United States is so big, and music tastes and music scenes are so, you know, varying across the country that I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions about um, music scenes, especially on the coasts. And so it's always fun to talk to artists who are on the coasts. And it's fun that you're on each side of the country um, giving, yeah, right. like, kind of different perspectives on that. Yeah. Max and I always talk about how, like, there's a, there's a threshold of, like, skill you need to have. And then once you get past that, it's kind of just, like how good of a hang are you like do, right. you, do you want to be around this person <laughs> right cool um we'll go back to you melissa do you kind of closing up here um i want to talk a little bit about any music that you guys might have coming out coming up or that you are working on for the future or kind of where you guys see yourself going musically um over the next year or so I'll start with you, Melissa. Yeah. Um, well, I released like my first record, like uh, I guess a couple years ago now. So my next goal is to to make another album, um, and hopefully that will be in the next year. I've already got all the music for it. It's just kind of like the logistical things, like where am I going to record and mm-hmm. who am I going to record with, and what's the timeline and what's the budget and and things like that. Um, so I definitely want to want to get that done and then probably do like another little DIY hop in the van kind of tour um, that's the best kind and yeah right <laughs> um, yeah so uh, that's kind of where I see myself going I've definitely been doing a lot more work like singing with with other artists and, and being you know doing backup vocals for people so I definitely love to do more of that it's always a fun experience to kind of still get to sing but like not have the not be the band leader you know there's mm-hmm. a lot of freedom in that um so yeah i mean that's kind of what i'll, what I'll be doing for the next year or so cool. awesome 
Nolan, we'll go over to you. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I've been doing awesome. a lot of writing these days and uh, just recording some demos, and um, I'm feeling pretty good about them. I'm, I'm just, uh, I might do like a couple more and maybe start shopping them out to, I'm not even sure, but uh, to some people, make some connections and uh, see what happens. But ultimately, I want to um, maybe release an EP or a, uh, uh, maybe a full length, depending on uh, the future, just, you know, whatever happens. But uh, just hoping to get some new music out soon and uh, get back into the playing some gigs and um, just kind of enjoying playing music with people and uh, getting inspired and uh, kind of trying to be honest and, and vulnerable and all that, all that cheesy. All the, all the good stuff to have, <laughs> though, in art. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's yeah. about it. So would that be solo work or would that be like with Albert? Oh, I'd probably go, I'm thinking of uh, going by my own name, Nolan Bryant, but uh, I haven't fully decided on that yet, but I'm thinking that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Cool. But I've been working with this guy, Joey Cantor, um, who's great. Like I, like I said, I don't play keys, but he's super talented uh, keys player and composer and um We've been working out these demos together. Um, just to, I don't want to forget to say that I've been I've been working these out with him. Um, super cool. He's a super super talented guy. What was his yeah. name again? Joey Cantor. Joey K A N T O R. Keys player. Cool. Cool. Let's check him out. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for your time and talking with us this morning. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate it. We'll we'll send you guys the link as soon as we have the podcast up, and we'll we're featuring a little little article on Max, and so we'll probably send them all those all those things together to you. Cool, awesome. Thanks so much for chatting with us. Yeah, thank of you. Course. Great talking to you guys. Yeah, have an excellent rest of your day. All right, bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.